0: Since 2018, slavery as a form of punishment has been removed from the constitution of Colorado, Utah, Nebraska, Alabama, Oregon, Tennessee and Vermont. Welcome. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. If you had waited just a little bit longer, we would see Red just spurting all of his tea out. <laughs>
1: Missed opportunity. Next time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Too eager,
2: yeah. Then we would have to restart again. <laughs> Uh, no we
0: don't. Well, we don't restart. No. We,
2: we do things perfectly. Exactly. I'm Rasmus though. And I'm Red. And I'm Jan.
0: How the fuck are you doing? Jan. Uh, you you have you you you've been trafficking?
2: No. Been trafficked? No. In traffic? Yeah, yeah. I had the I had the full program. I had a little bit of friends on German roads today. Uh like complete standstill of traffic, uh burning cars. No. Oh. S- yeah starting cars it came to france yeah. well at, at least at least that's what my navigational <laughs> system no but i wasn't to to be fair it's like we in the area i work we're not that far away from it okay but now just uh traffic i'm not sure if it was an accident or if a car just started burning of course in a construction zone so the whole autobahn was shut down so i spent And I literally, the warning popped up with like telling me to get off. I was in the left lane and I was passing the exit on the very right lane. Like in that second where the warning popped off. And I was like, nope, too late now. (laughs) And then I was standing there for, I mean, we were standing for about 45 minutes. And then for another hour, we had pretty bad traffic back. But I was at the customer again. It was fun. It was in Wetzlar and I had the chance of stopping by at the lights. See?
1: See, he's making your parts. Yeah, I know. He started like a few weeks ago to do exactly as you what? do. You make up words in German that nobody understand.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. It's especially like the lights park, which um, people better known as Leica, the cameras. Oh. Oh. So I was in that area, and um, funny thing about that is I well I drove up there yesterday because the meeting was pretty early this morning, and um, of course I stopped by at the lights park doing the photography thingy and yeah, everything cool. so I brought a couple do. of I brought a product point and shoot and also a my SLR with the film cameras um, with black and white film and I just did a little bit of shooting I didn't think any of it like I didn't even plan on going into the museum because it was already too late when I arrived there it was just about to get dark and then I saw that the store was still opened and I walked into the store and I took a look at those all those wonderful expensive cameras <laughs> And uh, while I was basically one guy walking behind me, wiping off the drool of the cameras, (laughs) 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 he came up to me. He's like, You know, you can just take one out and like try it. Really? And I'm looking looking at him like, Sorry, what? (laughs) And he's like, Yeah, I mean, if you want to, it's like, Well, many shoot film. Well, I have to check if we still have film here because we usually support that too, but it's kind of at the moment hard to get come by but you can just borrow it. Like you leave your ID and you can borrow it for about an hour and just walk around outside on our company grounds and take pictures. And I'm like, I what now? (laughs) And he's like, yes, you can choose a camera, you can choose a lens. Damn. And you leave your ID and you can go out and play with it. And I'm like, Yes, please. I'll be back <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I all, had all
0: the while, like your your credit card is just smart, starting to smolder. <laughs> no, they don't
2: want any money for it. No,
0: no, I they mean, just make it You, you just ID. want to buy. You want to buy things. Yeah, so that's I, what's happening. Oh
2: yeah, but that's, this is one of the points. is like this is the good thing about that store. Is I don't even have to think about it. Because my credit card limit is not high enough to buy any of those <laughs> fucking cameras. <laughs> okay, fair so enough. I I got back to like I finished up the meeting, which was long and exhausting. I directly and the customer's only ten minutes away, so I directly drove there. I walked in. So yesterday you told me that, and he's like, yeah, sure, here, go ahead. So um, they gave me a Leica M6, and that's it. Sorry, that's for the camera nerds. I would put in a pr- price range, like if you buy that. New. They gave me a new one of the 2022 models because they started doing analog uh, cameras again. So oh. that thing is like over 5,000 euros.
3: Hmm.
2: And then they, and I said, like, yeah, I would like to shoot with a 35 millimeter lens. Oh, we got a nice one. And he just. Put one in my hands and i later had to google it when i was outside and <laughs> that that thing was like eight and a half grand oh. <laughs> just the lens oh, wow. so i was walking around there was no strap on the camera i was walking around with sweaty hands afraid <laughs> taking pictures like holding on to the camera <laughs> <Like it's laughs> my life. they said something about being insured right <laughs> yeah and i just walked around and made made pictures and I know now why people are crazy about those cameras. They're I, I've never held anything like that in my hand or shot a camera like that. That that feeling is amazing, absolutely amazing. So yeah, they they did a good job. Now I want one. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. of
2: course you do. Yeah, yeah. No, you need, you need I just, I I just account, have to think. kill a retirement fund and keep it a secret from staff. <laughs> we won't tell anything yeah no it's um i'm but i'm actually planning on getting one i'm gonna look at the used market though not the model from twenty twenty two but more like the model from like the nineteen fifties like a yeah. three series or something like that still they're still expensive but it's something to save for and um if you and still them, beautiful cameras they they're absolutely beautiful cameras uh they operate absolutely wonderful and there's still people look i mean there's a reason people still shoot them today mm. Yeah. So, um, other than that, going going a little bit further back, it's just been, Yeah, it's basically just been work this week. So, yeah, no, that that was the only exciting thing. Yeah, but that's
0: really exciting, though.
2: Yeah, that what did that, that was exciting. Yes, and then driving back today, which was not really exciting, but now I'm here. How how about you guys, Raz? How how was your week?
0: Uh, fine so far. I mean, I I started Friday. Saturday and Sunday, still in a quite a meh mood from last week and just really didn't do anything. Uh but Which is good. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. waking up on Monday, I mean it, it helped a lot uh knowing that I I, I realized, yeah, I needed a break. it's kind of a break. Yeah. Uh which I spent most of my time playing, of course. Frostpunk and Elden Ring. Good. Uh and earlier today no, last night I I, f- I finished Frostpunk. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, wow. All okay. the scenario and, and everything? Not everything on Survival yet, but I did Endurance on Extreme oh, for, 100, wow. for 100 days. Yeah, cool. And, and that was the... I mean, uh, it took me 50 restarts. Yeah. And as soon as I sort of managed to go to like 25, 30 days, I was like, okay, now, now I've done this. Now I'm sort of ahead enough of the storms and the temperature freezing and all of that to sort of manage... But fucking hell. Yeah, it took me at least 50 restarts and reloads of old saves just to sort of min and max and figure out, like, okay, how do I manage people's, like, feeding people discontent, hope, and temperatures and not freezing people to death and. I need to be lucky and find enough new people so I can restock those that just froze to death. It's
2: not an easy game. I, I heard, yeah. Rasmus, I heard you like challenges. Can't you do it like if the cold level goes up too high in the in the game that you just walk around your apartment opening up your windows in the, the front door? <laughs> it's just as a motivational... Uh...
0: There, there has been occasions when I have forgotten to close windows and as the temperature drops in the game it gets colder and colder in the apartment and I can't understand why. <laughs> but it is really realistic and it's a really good game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that has happened. Uh, but no, uh, starting this week, I, I sort of hit the ground running a bit again. And it was nice to sort of get down to the workshop and sort of just, like, yeah, I haven't really done anything into two weeks since uh, the big market. But I also spent the time cleaning up and preparing things and getting things ready. So yeah. now getting down to the, to the shop on Tuesday it was like, yes, finally everything is ready i can do this i can do this i can take care of these orders everything is laid out and it's just a matter of doing them
2: How how is the feeling though of seeing that because you usually have that huge backlog on stuff you're supposed to make how is it to see that you already have a good amount of stuff already made does uh... it impact you in any way or you're just gonna go like oh i just have to make more of the other stuff to match the volume
0: yeah kind (laughs) of okay Uh, yeah i've also realized i i sort of kind of struggled to sort of absorb the fact that i am ahead of things and i've done well like ignoring the whole fact that the market went to shit uh like recognize the fact that no i have a lot of roses i don't need to think about roses to affect in fact i should have been pushing them i should have been posting more about them to try to offload because the stock i have currently will last me a year if I only go to markets and don't sell anything more. Uh, That might last me two years, honestly. Uh, So I should be pushing them just to sort of offload a bit of the the weeks of overtime I spent in February. But uh, also, I I have neglected to forge knife blades in a long while and I have a backlog of orders there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And just today I had someone ask me like, yeah, uh or the the the, the veteran society that I did a class for before Christmas, they asked like, so we're doing a, like a, a handle and cheese course soon. Do you have some like off um uh some B stock knife blades I can buy cheaply? And I was like, not yet, but soon. <laughs> uh so all of that is piling up and the leather knife supp- supply com- leather and knife leather and knife maker supply company, that's the sentence yep. that I talked to at the market. They also are interested in more knives, so it's like, yeah, I need to make maybe twenty for them as well mm-hmm. and then enough to restock for myself that might last a year and things like that so I'm very glad I have a power hammer now Yeah, and it's also very fun to set like a full length of weld in one heat uh, in one strike from the power hammer Yeah, and do all of that and suddenly just focus on okay I, used, I don't have a lot of tooling for the power hammer I don't have saddle dies or combination dies that fit on it mm-hmm. uh, that's a whole other story because Can you make them? we got the uh, yeah, I can make something that works. Okay. Not anything well, but I can make something that works. Uh, but when we got the power hammer, turns out we didn't get like the uh, the combination dies for it that fits the forty kilo. Mm-hmm. We got the combination dies that fit the twenty five kilo, which means that they are so small. They are like a centimeter smaller each. Mm-hmm. Meaning that when the hammer of the power hammer is all the way down, there's nearly three mil gap between the dies. It's perfect so if, to forge blaze. No, no. Why well, not? The problem is, if you suddenly use the power hammer, and the inside ram hits the bottom lip of the power hammer on top, instead of the bottom die, yeah. you will start to crack the casting.
1: Oh, yeah. No, that's not good.
0: Like, yeah, we haven't been running it that hard, but I've sort of been, I, for the fit of them, and I was like, this is, uh, I didn't notice the gap in the beginning, and then I was like, using it as like, instead of the solid twack. Mm-hmm. And it's like this is weird, this is different. And I did that like carefully a couple of times and it's like and then I sort of just turned it off and I saw the how the head lowered down. It's like, ooh, there's not supposed to be a gap there. And the veggies we have didn't fit proper and all like nothing was really good on it. So it's like that's a problem. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna buy new things? I Maybe mean, should I received the correct size? Uh you can just exchange I, I, them? I hope so. Yeah. I mean uh, I I told the boss of the of the metalworking shop, and hopefully it will be fixed at some point. If not, I'll just fabricate something up that'll work. But like, long story short, I can still use it to to forge down stock and make Damascus billets and like do general forgery th- things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only difference is uh, I would need to I can only sort of keep things square, more yeah. or less. Yeah and not really forge out like nice, even tapers, because if I forge out tapers now, I'll we'll get a lot of small steps. Mm-hmm. So you're uh, still not
1: able to forge a sword yet?
0: I mean, ish. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it coming? Maybe, <laughs> oh, maybe. No? Uh, that, that's like all the conversations. I need to make more tooling. I have made a lot of hand tools, and it's, it's a lot of fun to use the power hammer and just use that to like forge a little billet, draw everything down to to the correct size use like a hot cut under the the, the power hammer and just cut pieces off and then forge knives into them so yeah. i think i think i got like a finished 8 centimeter knife blade in 15 minutes that that's good that's really or, good i, I, I mean really i did good. two at the same time and then broke it off in broke it broke in half but at like yeah in half an hour so yeah that's mm-hmm. really good yeah it's getting there I mean yeah. uh, I'm not good with it yet and as I said I don't have really good tools for it yet but it's, it's definitely getting Yeah, th-
1: yeah that, that will come and, and just getting used to it uh, I mean I, I bet it's taking, it takes a long time just to get used to uh, as you said last week how to stand, where to stand how to put your tools and stock inside or between the, the jaws yeah. in order to just be more productive but it's, it's going to save you so much time Compared to definitely, just drink all by yourself and by hand. so Yeah, yep. yeah that's great. That's good news. That's
2: uh, I mean, fantastic. we're still talking about Rasmus, though. He will just find more difficult stuff and for more sure. stuff to make. Yeah.
0: Speaking, speaking of, uh, yesterday I got help from a friend to go back up to where I delivered uh, the cover for the well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we picked up uh, the gates that he has, and I'm going to... Uh, make them fit the new driveway that is bigger than the old one. Okay. And make a new gate next to it and a bit of railing. Okay. So, which, depending on how you look at things, this is definitely uh, a job containing a lot more weight of steel than anything I've done before, including the last one.
1: How the tall gate is? itself would it be? is
0: like- It's sort of... Uh, too, it's very tall on the sides and it droops down in the center. Kind of. Uh, yeah. And it's maybe 180 tall, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, it hangs off mm-hmm. the ground a little bit, so it's like it's like it doesn't fit that well. But the funny part was I, I got a help from Thomas, a good, really good uh, friend of mine, who for some reason keeps showing up when I ask for help, even though he knows everything is heavy. Uh, I, I'm not sure if that <laughs> speaks uh, to his intelligence or not, but that's another conversation. Uh, but this time, like, we... We were in and out of the driveway in five minutes and it probably looked like we just rubbed a guy. <laughs> <laughs> because we were quick and efficient. Uh, I was sort of like I took a lot of pictures when I showed up last year and I was like sort of figuring out things, seeing like Easter and the pain points, and I told my buddy like yeah it might be stuck it might be heavy bring a crowbar some like um some blocks of wood so we can lever things out and it's like i just walked in there and he parked the car and i was like just tried to lift it and i was like yep this is loose <laughs> and we put put that put it in the back of his car and then took another one and it was out again so i was like yeah this doesn't usually happen no. but it's nice when things go efficiently
1: when is this job due?
0: Say again. You have a you have a deadline
1: for for this gate jump. Yeah,
0: he. I mean, it was supposed to be done before I left for the U.S. last year. Last year,
1: okay. Me sure So then. I'm
0: hoping to be done by the end of April.
1: <laughs> Next year.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't told him that <laughs> part yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I mean, uh, should be simple enough. It's just fording pickets and riveting things together. So. I just need to figure out the system for doing it quickly. Mm -hmm. Plus minus if I should be punching holes or drilling holes and all of that. Uh, But yeah, um, not in theory, not too difficult.
3: Okay, cool.
0: But I I mean, a, a plan never survives first contact with the enemy. So we'll see how that goes. How about you, Red?
1: Uh, my week has been pretty much same as last week. Uh, a lot of designing and and testing. Uh, today was testing day. I needed to test some dyes on leather and stuff in order to have the best results for for the next project. Uh, so nothing nothing really uh, different or super interesting uh, compared quick, to last week.
0: Quick question about that. Yeah. Do you keep sort of a uh, almost like a recipe record and samples, test pieces, and all of that that you yes. make and brand and keep track of. So it's like you. Here's the thing. Here's how I did that X number of years ago. Um,
1: Yeah, but leather leather is very complicated because uh, depending on the way it's been tanned and the factory, it reacts differently to the dye. So what I usually do is uh, when I know that that, that I'm going to use a specific leather for the project because it's been bought in such factory or such shop, I... Take a few, uh, offcuts of the, the material I'll be using and, and I do some tests with the dies that I want to
0: use just to see the result. Because so you need to do that every single time? Basically. Yeah, more or less,
1: more or less every okay. single time. Um, if you are consistent about the leather that you buy, like every time the same thickness and every time the, the same shop, from the same shop, uh, you don't have to do that because you buy the same quality and it will react the same way. But yeah, this this time it's a, um, I'm using a very thin leather and one that has been stored for years so it i know that it will re- react differently compared to when i used it like 3 years ago um so yeah nothing nothing really interesting about work uh i did uh, attend though my uncle's funeral oh, which, yeah. which was absolutely the the it was uh, lame in every possible way um, I'm not gonna <laughs> enter into much detail because that's that's not the place, but it gave me it just gave me the opportunity to reflect on that kind of ceremony that we have like everywhere in the world, because death is a universal thing. And even though it was not a religious ceremony, there was a, a ceremony, and yeah. the guy taking care of That like the 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 he's not the probably the undertaker, but he he was like um, giving some speech and playing some music and trying to make sentences, even though he was unable to. It's kind of it was super weird to be there and to assist to that kind of stuff. Uh, Again, I I don't want to
0: go into too much details. But I want you to. Yeah, I know. Like, so, um, yeah. No, I, I, my my sort of short question is sort of like, did did you feel like it was a funeral that sort of honored your uncle, or was it no, just going through the motion of it?
1: No, no, no. Uh, that, that that's the, that's the problem. Uh, um, that's the problem. My so my grandmother died three years ago. Hmm. And she was kind of religious, so my mother decided to have a ceremony uh, at church for her.
0: Uh, just to clarify, this is your, also your uncle's mom? Uh, no, it's, it's
1: my mom, and my uncle was um, my dad's
0: sister's her husband. Sure. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. let. The, I mean, it's just sort of. <laughs> is, is there familial relation that is important to the story? That's to my question. Not at all.
1: It's, it's, just, okay. it's just the context. My my grandmother yeah. was religious, so she wanted something done in church. Okay. So, in mm-hmm. order to prepare the ceremony in church, as the priest was unavailable that day. Um, two women, very religious women working with the church. Um, I had an interview with my mom for like two hours, like tell, tell us the story of her life and the important step and the person that were um, important to her so we can tell her life story in the church for like in memoriam and all that kind of stuff. They fucked up everything in uh. every way possible so she's bad yeah that's that's really bad she died she was 93 and said, oh she died at 103 no so that's wrong so everything was wrong wow. well,
2: counting in french is not easy to prepare.
1: <laughs> you've got a point uh, <laughs> no but they, they mixed up the names and and everything so it was absolutely oh, horrible and obviously, as it was my grandmother, I was super angry at the moment. And my, my mo- it made my mother very sad that the ceremony was not well done and mm-hmm. didn't respect the memory of my grandmother because
2: all the story
1: of her life were Yeah, was-
2: that, that don't care. <laughs> it's for the ones that are left behind, basically.
1: Yeah, sure. But yeah, we'll come to that. Yeah. Um, the problem is that for me, it was it was very recent uh, experience. And it, uh, although uh, we had to bury my wife's grandmother not that long ago, mm-hmm. the person in charge of the ceremony was um, my wife's dad. So that was well yeah. done, right? Um, and now, uh, this week, my uncle's uh, funeral was again a guy that has had nothing to do with the family. He's a professional... And he had to make it look and sound good because it's his job. That's what he's paid for, right? Yeah. He started the ceremony uh, because it was not religious. So we were just at the cemetery and he started the ceremony saying, well, he's dead, but it will happen to all of us as it happened to everyone since the Big Bang for Billion years ago. So. First of all, huh? the big what? bang. The big yeah. bang was not four billion years ago. It was thirteen point eight billion years ago.
0: So get your uh, facts so wrong. I just before this.
1: No, because I know it, It's sure. an universal <laughs> knowledge. So you know that, right? And yes. red
2: and red jumped on the table and screamed, "No, not me! Because I'm never gonna grow up."
1: <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, fact fact checking could have could have, mm. I-, I could have said yeah. something, but I I I. I had to restrain myself um, because it was a ceremony and with people were crying and so. Well, anyway, um, so if you just don't get your facts right about like the universe, how can yeah. you expect a guy to have the fact right about about the person that you're giving the ceremony for, right? Mm. So he did that. Uh, he, he tried to read a text that he had probably written like long time ago and called so my uncle was incinerated uh and just before they pre- cremated. cremated yeah uh sorry Incineration sounds
0: a bit more accidental.
1: Yeah, but this way. (laughs) Again,
0: a good point. But that's the way we say it in French. (laughs) I mean, I know you still have that revolution going,
3: but that's
1: a bit much. Oh, and it's going to get worse. Uh, I will will explain later. Um, Oh, dear so well what was that um, <laughs> cremation cremation so yeah he he started to read that text and he he called my uncle's ashes noble waste and that's that's not something you do when you want to honor someone right calling him no. waste um, so that that was a lot of red flags around that guy trying to do the ceremony in order to honor someone and doing it all wrong. He had to play two, two music, uh, one by a very famous, uh, very popular singer here, uh, like the sad song I will love you for the rest of my life till I die and, and when I'm died you will remember me and all that kind of stuff, which is great because it fits the, the, the purpose. But he fucked up the, the when the play the timing of the song. So he started another song instead of that one and he did it again oh. for the second music. And the second music was supposed to be classical music at a time where people were were um, putting flowers uh, next to the, to to the, the Um, and These days
2: you call it a mashup.
1: (laughs) And, and the music was in fact, a music used in a eighties commercial for dog food. So in my head, (laughs) I was seeing that, that German shepherd run into, like, rice fields and and, and jumping around and having fun because he was well-fed by this specific brand of dog food. And there was no way he, he, he couldn't know that. He could not know that. It was so famous on TV. So it was a very, very... My point is, it was a very, very poor choice of music for, for funeral. Yeah. Uh,
0: just, just a question. Yeah. Uh, not the family didn't have any chance to sort of go through the program or look through things or I see,
1: anything before the ceremony um i don't think my aunt uh, actually uh, went through the thing because she was uh very very not well so yeah i, I mean that that's fair yeah so i believe uh, my uncle's granddaughter uh, took upon herself to choose everything uh. but uh, f- I, I don't really know her. But my bet is that she was like, "Yeah, do whatever as long as it doesn't cost any money." So the guy was mm. very much on his own to choose everything, and he did—he did everything wrong. I mean, th- my point being, um, ceremony of that that type, like even though it's not religious, it serves a purpose. Um, it's very much about um, the living. More than, than the people that were dead. Um, you do that kind of stuff in order to honor the people who passed away, and you are supposed to respect their will, right? Yeah, I want to be uh, cremated, I want to be buried, I want to hear like that song or this text to be, to be read because I like it or because that's my belief, my faith, and, and everything. So yeah. that's absolutely great, but um, my reflection. So it gave me the opportunity to reflect on that kind of stuff because I've, I've. Everybody knows that I've been living in Japan for years, and over there there is a very, very um, strong belief that that kind of ceremony serves a purpose that is absolutely essential for people and for the society and the community. In France, it it tends to fade away. It disappeared. Like the purpose of that kind of stuff is like more for uh, like a ritual. It's not a ceremony anymore. It's a ritual. It's something that people have to do because it's tradition, but they don't believe in anything anymore. So it has lost the purpose. And as it lost the purpose, people don't do it properly anymore.
0: It's more like a, a an act kind of
1: yeah it's more yeah yeah exactly it's like oh if somebody died so we have to do a ceremony was he religious no okay he was not religious so we don't go to the church so we don't have a very like proper ceremony in church or whatever belief you have so it can be church or, or something else but uh when when there is no such belief or faith we we are still gonna do a ceremony of some sort to honor the person that passed away but we don't know how to do it properly anymore so it's it's lame it's crazy, you have to be uh, I don't know, you have to, to forget so many details that, that uh, has been done wrong, so many things that have been done wrong in order to consider that it was a proper ceremony of like a goodbye ceremony. It was not. It was totally fucked up and that's not the first time that I've seen that. So hmm. it it made me think about the the purpose of that kind of, of ceremony, which is to me transitions and that's kind of where I was going with all that story. We still ooh, need. Ooh. Is that the sound of a segue? That 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 sounds like a segue indeed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Steve,
0: did you think, did you catch that? <laughs> I
1: was I was thinking about um, and that also because that's a, a discussion that we had uh, the other day. Um, in so many cultures, in so many countries, um, you have to transition from one state to another, to uh, from a period to another, and and the transition is often uh, forgotten like I want to go somewhere or there is this change of state uh, I'm in state A I will be in state B and people forget about that transition or to give importance to that transition and for me a ceremony for funeral is very much a transition between the state of being alive to the state of being dead so that's for the person that is deceased obviously but also for the family it helps to transition between, oh, he's with us, and now he's not anymore. And so that's the whole purpose of that kind of ceremony. And in life, in general, um, I think it's very important that we keep those uh, transition alive and still give um, importance to, to those periods, because without them, um, it's very difficult to reach the next step, the next state, so I was I was curious to see what you think about that. Is it something that is important to you, like the transition, and and do you plan them? Do you think about them? Are you conscious about what's happening and how is it happening? And do you do something specific when you know that you're going to transition to something different?
0: Uh, at, at risk of going too philosophical and metaphysical, you can let, you can do that. I'll let, I'll, I'll, I'll let Jan go first. <laughs>
2: Then I'm I'm gonna try to keep it short. Uh, I am very. How do I say that best? Yes, I am aware mm-hmm. of transition periods. I celebrate those. Cool. I mean, because cool. yeah. transition okay. in 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 best case scenario is something you have planned. Like you're planning, you're in one state and you want to become or you want to get into another state. Mm-hmm. In in a positive sense, like being it for a project, being for a new hobby, like the photography. The collecting resources, the informing yourself about it—that's already part of the transition. This is already from yeah. going to something you don't know anything about to something you're learning about to something that I—I I, there's many more smaller stages within the transition period. Yeah. Um, but for me, this is one of the most exciting things, and especially when it comes to hobbies, starting a new hobby—I just probably what I celebrate most. How, how if that makes sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it does. At least for me. How did you transition uh because that that's something that you recently did like did like you were working in the in the workshop and like, making stuff with your hand and wood and resin and you decided to go more towards photography. So I believe that's a that's a transition. Were you aware at that time that you were doing that transition? Did you prepare uh, yes. it?
2: Yes, it wasn't really um it was a decision I made because I found out that I didn't want and that I couldn't take the time uh, in my workshop mm-hmm. that traveling would start again, that I would be more on the road. Yeah. So because I needed a hobby, I was kind of actively looking. Yeah. I wasn't specifically looking for photography, but it just hit me at the right moment.
1: So that's the kind and of transition that you that you made consciously because you, you decided to do it. Yes, do you happen to also celebrate or uh yeah celebrate the is the general word that I'm gonna use for that transition that you you didn't decide on like something is happening, it's out of your control. you are now in a different state because life happened or someone took a decision for you instead of you, and you know how to to be in a different position that you were previously. Do you still celebrate that transition? Do you still um, do something, you know, to remember that from this day, it's changed? Or from this day, this yes. month, something happened that will change your life forever?
2: Y- y- yes and no. There, There's, um, for example, like I'm talking about my hobbies and something that I chose. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I have chose is when I change jobs. Yeah. There's also um, always a new working field that comes with it. So you're kind of starting not from zero because you always take something from your old job with you. Some experience, especially if you are in the same field. But when I switched over from being a service engineer to working in product management or sales, um, it is really exciting. Um, It is scary getting thrown into the cold water because this is the transition the day you wake up in the morning and you're comfortable with your job it took me now i'm with the company for seven years and i'm just now taking on a new product yeah and i realized how much i missed that weird feeling in my stomach that now having customer contact that deal with that kind of product every day. And I know they know everything about it because Mm -hmm. they work with those products Mm -hmm. and I know shit. (laughs) I know jack shit about this product, but I am, this is something where the experience comes in. I'm honest about it, that I don't know a lot about it. Yeah, it's, but at the same time, I'm learning. And it's the transition of, I know, and I know from experience now, because I've been doing that job and working for the company with the product for seven years, mm-hmm. it will only take one to maximum of two years for me to understand the product good enough to successfully um, work on projects together with the customer. Yeah to get a point where I don't have to hide, but actually can bring my own opinion to the table mm-hmm. and it, for it to be valued. I estimate it around the point because the projects are pretty big and they're long ongoing. So I estimate about um, at least one year, maybe two till I get to that point. But I I am in the transition period at the moment and I on the one side, I hate it because it's stress. I thought I with my... <laughs> With my age, I point that in like thoughts, <laughs> I don't have to do anymore. And on the other side, it's exciting. It keeps, I wouldn't say it keeps me young, but it kind of it keeps me on my toes. It, yeah, yeah. I, I, the excitement's coming back for it.
0: Yeah, I, I get that was sort of what I, what I was wondering about. Like, do you actively enjoy this moment in your career when you are met with these challenges and need to adapt so much?
2: I would have not taken that new product group if they would have just like, Ask me if you want to do it, but mm-hmm. they kind of said, "Oh, by the way, you're learning that now," and I'm like, "Ah, oh, shit! Okay, <laughs> let's go."
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, why? Why though? Why would you not want to volunteer for that?
2: Because I'm getting old and I'm getting lazy. <laughs> I think this <laughs> that, is. That, that's I honest. think this is. I, I, I I'm, I'm trying to think, but this is part of it. Now I worked so long. I've been. I've changed job every between three and four years in my career like this is the longest I've been with a company The seven years I've been with them so I've always had to learn new products even within the company like I only I already have three product groups I'm selling so I learned I started with one and I learned the other two so for me is at one point when it comes to that I don't want another transition I want to kind of want to be done with it I just okay this is I can now go out in the morning to a customer without having a stomach pain of like, oh, I hope he's not mm-hmm. going to ask certain questions because I'm not going to be able to answer them. I, I worked right. hard for that. I learned a lot of stuff. And I'm at the, finally at that point where I can go into the customer and I can tell them, like, they, they give me the data for the project they need. And I can go blindly without even having to look at a catalog. Okay, those are the products you can use. Those are the benefits. There are some downsides is something you have to look for. And I enjoy that. But then on the other side, you're kind of, it's not that you're getting lazy, but you're getting a little bit too comfortable. And I enjoy that being pulled out of that.
1: Remind me of my my first year as a teacher when you Mm -hmm. enter the first time uh, the classroom and you have 30, 35 people looking at you. Yeah. Waiting for you to open your mouth and say something wrong, and it will jump at your throat. And, like, <laughs> you're supposed to know. You're the teacher.
2: Exactly. And, yeah. and, and, you...
1: and, and they are trying to provoke you, like, make a mistake. And, and they ask silly questions, like, oh, t- excuse me, sir, and why, why this? Why that? This is, this and they're testing ex- you.
2: This is something with experience to know because there's a lot of customers to do that on purpose, like mm-hmm. try to get you to um, make a mistake yeah. when you like tell them something, especially when you have somebody out of the purchasing department or sometimes, no, it's less the pur- uh, purchasing department, more like the um, developers or the, the, the engineers mm-hmm. working on it. Yeah, I, I remember that just learning the field being, I was somewhat comfortable on going out by myself with the first product group i had and i walked into the meeting and there were three guys from engineering sitting there from like mechanical electrical engineering mm-hmm. and they all had doctors and like physical like uh, physics degrees mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. high physics degrees we're talking about masters and doctors all in the name they're looking at me so it's like so where did you study But uh, <laughs> I, I just like at that second i know it's just like oh i'm i'm fuck like they, 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 they don't even care it's like I, when i say cool it's like nah never studied no <laughs> they were looking at me like what but this is like high accurate um like we, we're working with high accuracy here and i'm like yeah but i don't need to study to know that
3: yeah. yeah like, you have
2: like, a project you need a certain resolution there's a certain task you need to do with it and i know my products well enough so I can tell you yes we can do this or no we cannot that's
0: good <laughs> I mean and... th- that's 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 a very good point and I think it also requires a fair bit of confidence to just say no I don't need your degree to tell you what products we oh, don't, have
2: don't get me wrong I in, in my <laughs> mind I already shit, shit myself and I was just like oh I'm gonna lose that contract anyway so the only thing I could do was just keep my face and go like yeah okay but did you
0: lose that contract
2: Um, funny enough yes but in the end it was just about price and not about the technical specs see and um we since then had contact with them and made another business but it's just the uh you sometimes get that i mean they were not i think at the moment they they invited me they already knew they would go with another company because uh. that that was the, the the offer they had was technically it was um good and they and I told them that they, they showed me what the others like. This is what your competitor does. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. And then, yeah, and they're doing it with that price. It's like, we can match that price. Like We work on a different principles. The products are more expensive. Like, we're not going to be able to match that. So uh, they, they later told me they like the honesty. But you realize with enough experience, and I didn't know it at that time, that I was just invited because purchasing told them that they need another quotation from another company but everything like the drawings were basically ready with the part from a competitor of ours this is normal this is just a game but i didn't know and i thought they were just because when the question came it's like what did you study i was just like okay they are they trying to pick a fight like i did just why would you ask that like what why is that important and they were just trying to throw me off for me to make a mistake to shortened the the conversation and yeah, I was sort of
0: a, guessing that either they were trying to provoke you to just because they knew you they didn't need you, or they were honestly trying to figure out at what level do you understand your product, mm. or yeah. like how technically li- technically can they speak about it, mm. or some other silly reason, but it's like, or maybe they were just trying to honestly pick a fight or just kick you out faster i mean that's also an option
1: yeah maybe yeah you know the 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 hardest thing to say when you're a teacher especially on your first year is i don't know Mm. when a a student asks you a question but once you've done it and and you've been honest about it and say at the moment i don't know i don't have the answer to your question Mm. but i'm gonna find out and i'll get back to you next week or tomorrow and once you've done that, and you have you have shown that you could do your research and you understand it well enough in order to explain it to someone else, you've gained the respect of, like your your students always want. They see you as a teacher. They will never see you as a human being at first. Like you don't eat, you don't sleep, yeah. you don't shit, you don't live <laughs> your life, you don't do anything. You yeah. you just exist from the. The moment the, the the classes start till the moment is it stop and you're supposed to know everything on Earth, um, especially in your domain or your subject. But when you are honest uh, about yourself and you are honest towards them, like no, that that I don't know, but I will find out. I will do my research. I will come back to you. I have doubts. I would I would I could give you an answer but I don't want to say something wrong, so just give me one day and, and I, w- I will check my numbers or my facts and I will get back to you and, and since you've done that, in a certain way, you, you it, it really depends on the student but you can um, win their respect forever because it's way better than you double check instead of saying something wrong or you will lose the respect for the rest of your life from that specific student because oh he should know yeah, but mm-hmm. if if there is that, uh, if they have this way of thinking, they still see you as a machine and not as a human being and as a teacher. So you don't really give a fuck about about their respect. And I think it's exactly the same thing with a the client. Like, what did you study? What the fact it has to do with the negotiation that we are in? I'm not here to prove you that I know everything about physics or or computer. I'm here to sell your product and to tell you what the product can do. So, trust me, I'm not here just like because I saw light and I, I, I wanted to say hello. I I'm if, if mean, I'm, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm here, I, I know what I'm doing. So, what about you, Raz? Transition and yeah, exactly. stuff.
0: Yeah, just first, first though, I often have like get questions from students mm-hmm. sort of in that vein of I don't know things yeah. where I don't feel like I can speak confident about something. But I can tell them the little things I know that might be relevant. I might be able to tell them where to look for more information, mm-hmm. and I might tell them the things I don't know anything about that is relevant to this, this, that question. Yeah, which is I think also is relevant. But when it comes to like just me teaching its metalworking stuff, uh, generally speaking, I can answer every single question they have because they don't ask difficult questions yet. Yeah, sure. But every once in a while, it's like. Someone might throw me a curveball and say, like, "Oh, how how did they usually make these things?" And I'm like, "I have no idea." But here's like immediately five different ways I can think of that they might have done it. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea which one they would choose. I can, and we can have a conversation about. Okay, I can. We can start talking through like the the drawbacks and challenges with each one, mm-hmm. and sort of parse through it in that way. But.
1: There is something also very important as a teacher because you are giving classes as well. So mm. uh, that, that's something that you, you need to know as well. You don't have to answer every fucking question. Oh, yeah, yeah. As, uh, as a uh, that took me a while to learn. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I got that uh, a lot. It's like when my students were trying to, uh, they were stalling. Like they, they, they had no will of studying anything that day. So they were keeping asking, they, they kept mm. asking questions about uh, stuff. Uh, how is life in Japan, and how do you buy a ticket for a train, and what how's the food, and you know that they you're not gonna do shit with them because they they have absolutely no will of working on mm. whatever, but you don't have to answer any every question or any question. You are in charge of the class. You're in charge of the route that you are going uh, with with them um it reminds me something i was i was one of my friend was um a friend of mine um let's put it that way a friend of mine was giving um a blacksmithing demonstration and a guy was trying to uh, trick him like what's the temperature of you when you uh, of your your steel when you're quenching it you know to to make a, a a knife and and my friend answered uh cherry red Mm -hmm. because we give a fuck about the temperature. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. We we don't need to know the temperature. The color is more relevant when you are are forging. And so there was this kind of fight between a real blacksmith that had been doing that for years and know that the color is relevant because that's how you... And you have always uh um known the temperature of steel before quenching and the guy that is into the the numbers because he, he seen something on the internet and he wanted to just yeah. just provoke the guy
0: or he just wants to try to impress you by how much he knows by asking the wrong question.
1: Yeah, that too, that too. So yeah, again, you don't have to answer any question like, oh, I know it's this, or I don't know, but I will do my research. You can just like go sideways and and, and answer something completely different different, just to make them feel uncomfortable and realize that the question was dumb and you should have, shouldn't have should yeah, have asked
0: it. I, I will often tell them in that those cases, I will often tell them that that's an irrelevant question. Mm. Like, either you don't have the skills yet to understand what I'm going to tell oh, you. Oh, you're too
1: honest for your question.
0: Or, like, literally, like, like with the temp- actual temperature of the steel, it's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You just need to learn how it behaves at the color you can see it yeah, at, yeah. And recognize, if the color is washed out because you're in the sunlight, how it feels under the hammer, how it sounds.
2: Yeah. And that's the best thing I've ever heard from a blacksmith and with my blacksmithing course. Because there was one guy, and basically asking the same like the temperature, and he's like, "What well, cherry red?" And then one guy comes, "Yeah, but I'm colorblind," and he just turned around with it, like without even thinking, just goes like, "Well, in that case, it's cherry brown,"
0: <laughs> and just <laughs> continued. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, like... actually, I actually taught a, a, a completely colorblind student once, and it doesn't matter well. because it's just no, the, it the shade
2: it takes. It does. It doesn't mm. matter if it's red, brown, green. It's just like. See the color I'm working with it, no, try no, to remember that. Like, that.
0: Yeah. Uh, black and white color blend. Oh, wow. Okay. But it gets lighter. It glows. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, the it same. doesn't
0: matter what color it is, it will start to glow. No, yeah, it, it yeah. works by contrast. It will and... emit light. That's the fucking point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we just had to have that conversation of like, okay, just watch this. I'll tell you the colors I see, and you just try to notice how it changes to you. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know what you see if especially if you struggled with communicating that i just need you to understand what i'm pointing at and what i mean when i say this
1: yeah plus the i mean in the, in the between the three of us i'm pretty sure that we see colors differently
0: oh yeah, yeah. i mean that, that's one of the big philosoph- philosophical questions yeah. it's like uh, how do we actually interpret colors
2: yeah and express them. Yeah, and how much experience do we have with blacksmithing rest probably the most yeah, Brad has definitely better probably? technique than I. And I'm <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, yeah. He has, Well, he has Smith in his name, so <laughs> oh, oh, that's how it is. <laughs> and I and I know enough that I know if it's like if it's sparkling, it's been too long in the forge. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And just because it's dark, it doesn't mean that it's cold. You can still no, burn it, the heck yes. out of your fingers.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So rest transition. Get back to it. Yeah. Okay. Do do you celebrate them? Um, no. Do you notice them? Yes. Have you but... noticed that the, the past two weeks was a transition for you?
0: No, not yet. <laughs> okay. I so mean, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, no, I like like I said with the whole noticing that I have done something well mm-hmm. in in my business, uh, like with like having all the stock completing a job all of that, it's... I don't dare to focus too much on the achievement of it uh-huh. because I don't want to get complacent and fall behind on all the things I know needs to be done eventually. Okay. Which I recognize is kind of troublesome because I, sh- it prevents me from relaxing maybe as much as I could. Or should. And to celebrate the moments uh, that deserves to be celebrated yeah. and so on and so forth. Like with the grinders, like, uh, I have... I got another message today of another customer that wants more grinders. I have, I think I have five customers waiting on grinders to arrive. I have one left out of the eight we took in before Christmas. That's fucking good. Yeah. I didn't. I. I was kind of hoping I would have it done by by summer. Yeah. yeah. That's when we would need another shipment. Uh, yeah. I, I. I know that's amazing, but it doesn't feel like an accomplishment for me because I just noticed there was a hole and I put the plug in that hole.
2: It's a transition (laughs) of your business. It is. You're going away from purely manufacturing to also selling manufactured products on the side.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, intellectually, I know all of these things. Uh, Emotionally, I struggle with absorbing them completely. Especially over the last couple of weeks, I've realized that. Like, I kind of knew that before, but it's also the moment of fully understanding and realizing it.
2: Yeah, you're still a baby.
0: <laughs> Man, he's you're gonna
2: realize it at one point.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. He's sixteen, uh, soon. <laughs> nearly twice that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
0: but um... what
2: did he say? Nearly thrice that. No, nearly Not...
0: twice that. Because oh, I, I said
2: okay. he was Oh, yeah, so that's right. Thrice would be me.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> but
1: we, rest, you still won't get a scooter, so don't ask. Um, scooter? Yeah, scooter, because when the people turn 16, they don't have to
0: speak the, Italian and say ciao. They, <laughs> I don't want that.
1: T- it doesn't have to be an Italian scooter. It's not a, a what, oh. what's the name of it?
0: This Italian Vespa. Vespa.
2: Vespa. Uh, yeah, but, uh, uh, would uh, get kind of a Vespa, but with snow chains because, <laughs> because, <laughs> because no way.
0: Yeah, that, that's. By uh, oh, really sort of, awesome. mind, what, what sort of halfway? What if you say scooter? I was like snow scooter. I was like that's the only practical option oh, here. Damn, <laughs> I want to see that so bad now. This <laughs> with chains. I'll, I'll I'll see what I can do. Yes, uh, please. Uh, but um to rewind a bit more back into the transitional thing, uh, sort of a part of that for me is uh, I feel like I'm constantly living in a moment of transition to the next. Like, yeah, that is also kind of philosophical, metaphysical in the sense that our bodies on a quantum level is constantly changing and adapting to become ready to be what we're going to be in the next second or microsecond nanosecond whatever you want to measure it in Mm -hmm. so nothing is ever stationary nothing is ever binary it's not like today i was this tomorrow i'm this unless in arbitrary numbers like in birthdays or years on a calendar or or or, or like you got the degree yeah but you have to
1: use them you have to quantify things so i I totally i fully agree with you that we are constantly changing evolving and and we are never the same uh, even to the second we are we are different
0: yeah uh, my my mind is very much to the extent of we are constantly evolving to become what we're supposed to be in the next moment oh fuck you're you're going far now (laughs) okay yes yeah i I know but that's also uh kind of goes down to i think why i like to learn so much Mm -hmm. because there's no end goal to what i'm doing yeah sure there's milestones Mm -hmm. Uh, like yeah, I can I can like set down concrete milestones, dozen steps ahead, maybe depending on how like finely you want to uh, measure things. But th- th- those are milestones. I don't stop when I reach one because I know there's another one next next to it. No, no the uh, question so is not
1: stopping at the next I, I know, ma- I know. Nice milestone. Let me complete. Yeah, yeah. Go, for, go ahead.
0: Uh, the journey there, the the, the the moment of transition is what I'm living in. Mm-hmm. So. The, it's the constant thing of changing and improving to get to the next milestone oh, you,
2: you're transitioning you just don't know what you're transitioning into
0: i'm i'm i'm, I'm not a transformer <laughs> but uh <laughs> mm. I, no, um, do i do i explain myself does it make sense yeah I, I, to me it does so far mm-hmm. yeah. Did yeah you
2: tell me that you you doing like the, the S- not stopping mid in between, but you're putting like those cornerstones down, as you said.
0: Yeah, milestones. It's like, it of like yeah, sorry, uh, milestones,
2: cornerstones. Yeah, I I I, I,
0: I, put, I use the word milestones kind of consciously because it just tells me how far I've come.
2: It does. It it's not where I'm going to stop. Uh, okay. Yeah. That that's what I meant. It's like you, you are in a transition, but you just don't know where that will lead you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Or I, I know the direction I want to go to yeah. be like more philosophical on it. It's like, yeah, I know I want to go in this direction. Like forward, whatever forward. direction that contains the most amount of blacksmithing and mm-hmm. creating things with my hands and solving problems every single day. Being self-employed is not a part of that description, mm-hmm. but that's the current path I'm walking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm all the way open for that changing, but I know that currently I want this way. I want to do these things. But that...
1: That's not really transition though. I, no. I,
0: I understand what you're saying and I, I
1: fully agree with it. You are on your path and you are going as far as you can and you have this milestone along the way to remind you that you, okay. You've, okay. you've made progress. My question mm. would be when you set a new milestone, when you do you take a break? Do you breathe? Do you celebrate? Do you go to the restaurant to go to the movie <laughs> just because you've reached that new point um okay uh, just to be clear i'm I'm, I'm, I'm asking that because um in japanese culture in french culture and probably in your culture as well all along uh, all year long we have these milestones we have this celebration we have this festival we have this ceremony in order to remind ourselves that yeah winter is over fuck yeah now it's spring and then when when spring is over and it's time to harvest we have new celebration because harvest is done so we have food for next winter we won't die and then oh that's everything is done so winter is coming we have to celebrate the fallen the the, the person that that passed this year yeah. and uh, added to that we have all the religious uh dates uh in the year but primarily those festivals those milestones are here to remind us that we are going our path and we have reached a point of like like a safe point in video games we we've we've done that we've reached that point
2: lighting a campfire yeah for example (laughs) exactly
1: so so uh, do you do that I I tend to do that when I'm, I'm working on a. I've, I've said that in the podcast already, but when I'm working on a big project that uh, something that takes me like weeks to do, when I'm done with it, I'm done with the project. I'm it's delivered to the client. If there is a video, it's posted. I usually take one day off just to rest, yeah. and it's it's my way to celebrate the fact that i am done with it doesn't mean that i'm i'm going to the restaurant or go to the cinema or spend a lot of money or eat a wonderful cake or whatever but just resting for one day is my way of breathing a little bit and going back to work the next day with a fresh and open mind to tackle the next project right do you do that kind of stuff? Because to me, the past two weeks that you had of not working that much, playing video games, that that's kind of a breather that you needed after the big market.
0: Yes. Uh, I'm not good about taking those breaks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I uh, I had scheduled into my routine mm-hmm. that I... Would spend my time cleaning up and preparing for the next thing I'm supposed to do. Yeah, but since not that you're... I would have vacation, not that I would have a break. Yeah, y- just that I would do break-like maintenance stuff of mm-hmm. of the business. Yeah, but
1: that that is precisely a transition because you are cleaning cleaning yeah. up the mess of your previous period of time in order to prepare the next one. So cleaning the yes. shop is a transition, and that's a good one. You are yes. resetting the the workshop now to be productive again.
0: Yes. Um, I I still think I have a different sort of philosophical view mm-hmm. on all of this than you do. Probably, yeah, probably. I, maybe I haven't been able to, able to explain to this. Uh, most Mostly, it, for me, it comes down to the amount of time I spend transitioning from one state to the next is the majority of my life. The moment of milestone and celebration is very small and very short. Mm-hmm so in that sense i shouldn't focus too much on them because they're not that big in the whole of it yeah they are nice they deserve notice mm-hmm. but they are not the important part of living basically for me okay think th- think of it
2: um that's fine you're wrong but that's fine <laughs> no, no, um, <laughs> just <kidding.
0: laughs> i'm just kidding just kidding by all means uh I'm wrong about most things, so that, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, but uh, to do you some kind of analogy, uh, think think of um, an LED light that changes color mm-hmm. through the whole rainbow. Mm-hmm. It is in constant change of going from one color to the next. But you point at it and say, now it's red, now it's yellow, now it's green, now it's blue.
2: No, that's only when it really stays for that color for a second, because if it's in a certain change, then it doesn't.
0: True, but when you... Okay, let me rephrase that. Take a, snap, <laughs> take a snapshot of it. Then yeah. you will point... Okay, the light is this color. The mm-hmm. light is this color. But you're fra- capturing a fraction of a second of that whole cycle. The majority of that cycle is everything in between the two snapshots.
2: Yeah, but that you can argue that for everything. Like, for, yeah. for every single... I mean, the transition, this is... It It's... The question you would have to ask is that LED was it in a changing state when that picture was taken
0: and uh, and th- that yes exactly and that's sort of how i view life is we are constantly in that state of change
1: yeah i'm gonna fuck up your theory completely because if you can if you put a lid on your led or a box on it you're not <laughs> even <laughs> sure that it's lit you don't even that, know the color it fuck is fuck you <laughs> and <shredding> it <laughs> yep <laughs> and, in, and in a different universe it's all the color all the time
0: yeah even the eighth the eighth color of the rainbow absolutely that's a therapeutic joke
1: and that's something to be
2: Focused to on. focus on yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: okay I go first I go first because it, oh, it but
1: it, me no I, I go first because oh, no, no, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I'm it. sorry yet, because it, okay, it I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna have to look
2: for someone else
1: <laughs> no 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 uh, it, it just matches the, the the topic in a way and, and what we were just saying um, the other day uh, it was the Oscar ceremony uh, on this American channel, probably. Uh, but that's the point. Um, I'm going to talk about the movie that um, shocked me in a very good way. And it's it's been the first time in probably years that I've been shocked.
0: Are we talking about the Oscar movie that no one understands? Yeah. Everything, everywhere, all at
1: once. Mm. It's... Uh, wow. That My reaction at the end of that movie was just, fuck. It, it's amazing this movie is mind-blowing um it's there's so many different layers the on, on that movie you can understand the way you want and and maybe one day we'll have a discussion about what it really means but it's incredibly well written incredibly well shot played uh, um edited it's a monster of a movie like I've not seen in probably like 15 years the last time they, I, I felt something like that in a theater was when I, I uh, watched The Matrix for the first time
2: oh wow
0: it's, to me... It's it, more than 20 years ago. Yeah, after. I know. I'm getting old. Thank you. That was shortly
2: before you were born, Raz. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Um, no, to me, to me it's, it's absolutely incredible. Uh, it won seven Oscars, and I think it's absolutely well-deserved. Uh, if you haven't seen that movie yet, you should definitely... You will love it, or you will hate it, both... Uh, reaction to it are absolutely valid um, if if you're not feeling anything about that movie w- would be kind of the, the bad thing to happen uh, but yeah everything everywhere all at once I highly recommend you to watch that movie with an open mind and just let the thing happen um, and yeah do it um, mm. it's
2: absolutely amazing it's on,
0: it's on the list definitely yes
2: please Thank you. Yeah. I, I. Yes. <laughs> and it's. Um. I want to focus on. On. Speaking of transitions, uh. Steve, Moonshine Metalworks.
0: Yeah. Yes.
2: Big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when when Red went first, I thought it's like, oh, he's gonna say it. No. Um. Steve had a GoFundMe for um a new camera. And now he's also transitioning because he reached that. I think within like twenty four hours, not even, Mm -hmm. and that means he's gonna be able to do the stuff he loves with the the professional or the the new equipment, which uh, for him it's just gonna enable him. Which I'm so happy for him, yeah, because he's such he's so creative, and if you've seen. He talked a little bit about it. Um, I was able to catch up on the uh, Four Tours podcast on the way back, and when he mentioned how old his camera was, that he took mm-hmm. the shots with or the the the, the film or the, he made with it, it's absolutely incredible what he pulled out of that camera. I cannot wait to see what happens if you give that guy some decent equipment to work with. So, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's.
0: I don't want to give you any more compliments, but it's. <laughs> Really amazing to see what he's able to do with that kind of an old camera. Yeah. and I'm really looking forward to see what kind of magic he can create with a basically a new one, brand new one. yeah clearly. yeah.
2: And it's not just about a camera. it's really just about like he talked a little bit about it and and on the podcast, I don't want to go too deep into it, so just like listen to the guys on Fo for Tools podcast. but he says like how difficult it was for him to just like do that step. And it's been long overdue because this is just yeah. something that was something that was holding him back. And now he's completely enabled and uh, you could see that transition from him like from the last job over to what he's been doing. You can really see how he is in that transition right at the moment. And I'm, I am I want to see that uh, milestone when he reaches that. I'm
1: just just happy to know that he will be back at, at making videos again. Yes, that, yeah. that's that's just great. We enjoy his videos and his work, so yeah, can't wait to see the next one in probably five years from now. <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> Don't be so <soft, laughs> optimistic. <to me, Steve. laughs> we love you, Steve. Can't wait to see that.
0: Rez? My my focus um, is Veritasium, and, oh. which I think I focused on before. Probably, yeah. But specifically this time, at the most recent video. The world's strongest strongest magnet.
2: Okay. I have not seen if it yet.
0: If I recall correctly, like uh, the strength of a mag- magnet is measured in Teslas. Mm-hmm. A normal is fridge magnet.
2: No. no, I'm just kidding. The,
0: it it, <laughs> Go it, it is, depends on who you is, ask. We're, honestly. We're <laughs> about, uh, yeah, you should in be this talk case, about
2: micro Teslas.
0: Yes. Like a normal fridge magnet is one hundredth of a Tesla.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The strongest conventional electromagnet you can make simply Mm -hmm. is two tesla strong
2: Mm -hmm. and that's already a beast
0: this one is 45 oh what this is so strong that they are levitating fruit oh that's cool so strong that the water into fruit is being repelled by the electromagnetic force
2: what will it do to the iron in your blood uh, bad things Yeah, probably don't want to know that. It's probably going to stop the blood flow in your uh, blood.
0: They they say... Okay, so the closest thing they say about that in the video is that you can put your finger in the hole of the center of the magnet and it won't be a problem. But also that hole is a meter from the center of the coil.
1: Yeah, so yeah, you're far away to be Uh, safe. So, I don't know. But they
0: do a lot of fun things. They try to drop a huge plate of steel mm-hmm. like the in, in the order of magnitude of a person in weight and it f- ends up getting caught by the electromagnetic field and falls so slowly that you by the time it is falling you can climb on top of it and stand on it and it will not fall any faster because of the electromagnetic force that is pushing back on it and levitating it
1: that could have so many I don't know real life applications to save Uh, people no I I mean it's not it's not it's just falling slowly I won't call him first to build a railgun with him (laughs) see (laughs) see the German guy want to build Guns with it, and the French guy want to save people with it. No real gun. It's just a name. It's
2: just a name. You could accelerate cars in the middle of it. Absolutely. Uh, but you, you mean, can uh, also slow people,
1: uh, slow down people falling from a building uh, with that kind of of technology, uh, so uh, they don't no. don't crash. No, no.
0: They, I mean, they're they're barely able to levitate a strawberry now. Beca- for now, yeah, currently, yeah. yeah. But that's a f- at forty five stupid Teslas.
1: In in twenty years they will be able to make like two hundred Teslas
3: magnet. Uh,
0: okay. Uh basic fact of how that levitation works is that the water is repelled by electromagnetic or the magnetism. Yeah. Your peacemaker in your body is not. Yeah. So levitating a person can quickly, like a safety device, can quickly turn messy. So what, before
1: jumping from a building, you you drink a glass of water and you're done. That's okay. <laughs> you, <you're laughs>
2: Isn't that ma- oh, Magneto oh, oh, in you're, movie? you're doing the coyote thing and put an anvil <laughs> around your... <laughs>
0: uh, moving on. Isn't that uh, Magneto watch in, the a, video. in movie? Just watch the video. Shut up. Watch the video. It's amazing. They shoot a bullet with an LED on it through the electromagnetic field above the magnet sure, sure. and it look, starts to glow and changes color because of the movement through the electromagnetic sure, field. Sure. That is fucking awesome. Just go watch the <laughs> video. Yeah, w- shut <laughs> up. I'll
1: watch X- Are you X- X-Men again. Of
2: the
0: <laughs> <just doing this>? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll watch X-Men again this week. <laughs> if you want me to. Sure. No, that's that good. is good.
0: I like it. What's the name of the channel again? Veritasio. Okay, oh. perfect. Thanks. Yes. And it's uh, today's episode or something like it. Great. Any other last little tilde bits?
3: Mm.
1: Someone's birthday soon?
0: Thank you for listening. <laughs> 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 no, uh, <laughs> if you want to get a hold of us collectively, you can do that on Two Thirds Focused on any of the mostly social places. And you can find me at RasmusLewen and lewinsme.no. And yes, on day of release of this, it is my birthday. Yeah, happy birthday.
2: And, again, and it was already Phil's at that point. Yeah,
0: exactly. Also, yeah, and also, yeah.
2: let me just check my cat. note. <laughs> we're not going to start with every. Maker. Yeah, Phil,
0: Phil got Saturday, right?
2: He's the day before you. Yeah, just yeah. the day before yeah. you. Eighteenth. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, where can people find you,
1: right? Yeah, that's where. We uh, are. At home, working on stuff and on the internet at RedSmiths or the RedSmiths everywhere. More specifically at theredsmiths.com.
2: You can find me at Jan Maxwell Photography on YouTube. Jan Maxwell on Instagram, or just nerdinventor.com for all the other socials. Cool.
0: Very, very cool. Thank you all for listening.
2: Have a good week. Thank you.
0: Bye-bye.